Hello and welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. Today I'm joined by Jared Saxton, who's going to talk to us about his process for using logic and critical thinking to finding your life purpose. Welcome, Jared. Hey, how's it going? Good, Good. to be here. Yeah. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. All right, so start us off a little bit of your background and give us an elevator pitch. What, what is this? What are people going to get out of it? Awesome. So what I do is I teach people how to uh, find their life purpose um, by using uh, critical thinking skills. And I have a bit of a, a coaching business that kind of works people through a process on how to do that. So I guess one of the problems that I, I noticed and one of the big problems when it comes to creating long-term goals is that often our desires change over time. And we often, those desires change before we actually achieve that goal. And when that happens, it's very difficult to actually achieve anything. So that, that's one issue. And the other issue I've found is that a lot of life purpose advice is a lot more vague and it doesn't get specific enough. Um, you know, often when I've, when I've looked at um, life purpose coaching in this area, uh, it's, it's something like, um, you know, a lot of people might say that their life purpose is to, uh, let's say, um, you know, love the world or something like that, or their life purpose is to help people. But, but really it's, it's so, it's so generic and, uh, it, it doesn't get personal enough for them. So, uh, what we do is we use critical thinking to get a lot more specific with, uh, their particular goals and sort of what they want to do in life. Mm. Oh, nice. Right, so that's, that's bringing to mind for me, like, um, when you hear about vision statements from companies that are kind of yes. exciting but so woolly that are, they're never going to make it to a strategic plan for what goals they're actually trying to achieve. Is that kind of similar? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the goals need to be, uh, they need to be quite specific and there's still a level of, um, of, uh, I guess it's, it's sort of a purpose should sort of be more of like a, you know, scope or the reason why you're doing things yeah um if you look at life purpose we can break it actually down into a couple of things so um w- what i would call like your life direction might be like a, a series of goals that you want to achieve throughout your life mm-hmm. and then there would be like what we might call your vision which is like how would you want um the the world to look as a result of you having done all of that so it's like what's the end point Oh, it's uh, like the outcome of what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we might say there's, um, you know, what we might call your, your why or the reason why you want that vision to be that way. Um, and then there's also what we might say your, you know, your talents or strengths that you're going to use to, to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And so splitting it down to those four components I've found helps people feel very, uh, secure in their life purpose and what they're doing. Often if they kind of have one or the other, there's still kind of these, it doesn't quite feel like they've got a, a full, clear direction in life. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Okay, cool. So speaking of, you know, you're helping with people, people with this and everything, do you have a, do you have a sort of story or a, an example um, to, to get us going on what, what do you, what is it like? Sure. Yeah. So uh, 
I guess it started with me and wanting to find out what uh, I wanted to do um, with my life. And I encountered um, some problems right away when I sort of was talking to uh, life purpose coaches and, uh, you know, just having a chat to them. And it just seemed like it was just more of a discussion and a chat. And then they'd kind of come forward with a suggestion or maybe your life purpose is this or that. Mm. And there was no real structure behind it. And I was like, this is, this is, uh, you know, not, not quite right. And so, um, you know, a couple of years back I, I did BBIT and I understood these tools and how to, how to work, work things out. And so I thought, well, you know, let's, let's, uh, you know, you use the tools to try and figure out a, a, a solution for this. Yep. Yep. And so, uh, I used, uh, the tool that I used from BBIT was what's, what's called reference environment. And, uh, basically, um, that's a really good tool to get into, which I'm sure be on, a, on another podcast at some time. Um, but it's basically where you take like a, uh, you know, a solution from one area and apply it into another. Yep. Um, that could be pretty useful. So what, what I did was I thought, well, I want a, a, a clear, you know, robust process for, you know, finding my life purpose and I want to make sure I've got it right. And, uh, that issue of these goals changing over time, that's something that I noticed with myself as well. Like uh, I would, you know, if I had a goal and then, um, you can even think yourself, like you imagine the 15 year old you and what that person would want for you right now. And if you had the option to teleport yourself into that world, most people would probably say no, they wouldn't want to be taken oh, right. away from their current life and into this life that the 15 year old you created. Yep. And so yep. these, these goals, they <laughs> change over time. Um, and so I thought, well, how can I predict what it is I'm going to want in, in the future? And then that got me thinking about, well, looking at demand forecasting in supply chain management. Very, very different source. Very different interesting. Source. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is, this is why reference environment is so great, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I thought, well, I wonder if I can use the past to work out what I'm going to want in the future. And so what I did was I started to, um, create sort of a process to try and achieve that. And I just took my, my past achievements that I found most, uh, personal to me, most that I, I enjoyed the most. And then I used those to create future goals. Um, and I, I found a pattern within that as well, which is sort of a little bit um, of the process of what we, what we might go into later on. Um, and so I did that and it, and it worked really well. And I thought, huh, this is, this is quite cool. And I, I talked to a couple of friends about it, helped them. And then, you know, some of their friends actually got in touch with me and, uh, you know, they wanted to sort of run through this. And I ended up starting to coach it, which I, I actually wasn't originally intending to do, but it just sort of happened that way. Came out of it. Yep. Yeah. Probably a sign that you made a good process. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, you can replicate exactly, it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's been it's been working really well. Everyone that's gone through the process has um has you know found uh, their life purpose and direction and everything. So very happy about that. Nice. All right. So I guess what is what is the process at, at a high level? Obviously, we can't get into the, the nuts and bolts of it on, sure. a, on a call like this. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the first thing that you'd want to do is look at what I'd call the areas of your life. So, you know, for me, this was things like, well, I did martial arts, so I put martial arts down. Uh, it was university. 
it. It was work. It was uh, you know different sports and hobbies that I'd done, and not just for your current life right now, but uh, you know um, in the past if you had done something like university that you're no longer doing, but that was a big part of your life, you want to get that as well because you, you don't want to just to be the current your current situation. You need to go back, um, you know, right through even as far back as uh, you know. Um, primary school, if there were any sort of things you can remember being particularly proud of, even if it was an assignment or something like that. Right. And uh, if you've got about seven of these kind of areas of life, that's yep. that's pretty good. And then within these different areas of life, you want to write down your uh, achievements. And we've kind of got what we might call like formal achievements and also informal achievements. So. Your formal achievements are things like, you know, uh, you know, certificates, awards, um, trophies, that sort of stuff. Um, but then there's the informal stuff, which we tend, to, which is kind of a little bit more personal to us, and it feels more. Um, the things we're generally a little bit more proud of. Now it can be either. You can write if if you do have an achievement, you should you know write that down if you've got a gold medal or something like that. Uh, as a as a quick example, like I did rowing, uh, one of the Formal achievements for that was a a, a gold gold medal at the North Island Champs and then a, oh. a sil silver medal at um, Māori Cup, which was the New Zealand Secondary School Champs, and that was really great. But actually, one thing that I was kind of uh, more proud of as an informal achievement, which I wrote down, was that uh, I was the only one who went through from the the start of school to the end doing the like actually doing rowing, everyone else either dropped out or had come in. Oh, interesting. And okay. I wasn't necessarily like the, the strongest guy, but... You stuck it, with it. It stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. and that, that taught me like a really good lesson. So, <laughs> um, that was awesome. Uh, so it's those kinds of, um, you know, achievements you want to sort of look to write down uh, in each of these areas of life. And you could get like, you know, again, between five to seven of those uh, in each of those areas. So I'm and sorry, I'm just, yep. I'm thinking through this for myself as I'm going. A sure. yep. uh, couple of questions come to mind. So a couple for me relatively recently is that this year, mm -hmm. uh, one is um, got my aerobatic license for yep. pilot's license. Uh -huh. um, so obviously that's, that would be a formal one, right? Yeah, you could say, yeah, that would be a formal yeah. one. I mean, but it's still something you might want to put down because uh, this next step might highlight something very important about that. Oh, okay. So what I was going to say is another one is um, I, got a, I got a weightlifting goal. Um, yeah. Actually, I got a couple this year, but anyway, th yeah. these are these are like they're not going to mean anything to most people, so it doesn't really matter. But years ago, when I first started picking up weights at the gym, mm -hmm. I would see people do weights like this and wonder if I'd ever sort of make it, and I have now. Yeah. And so, like you know, it's it's those those kind of weights, like a it was a four plate is the term for it, 180 kg deadlift, mm -hmm. and it's sort of hard to fathom that I actually got there. Obviously, that's informal. So, w would you would you might be about to get into this, so just roll mm -hmm. on if you are, but. Is there, is there, would you favor one over the other? Is a mix good? Would you handle them differently? Um, I, I think the, the reason why we separate the formal achievements from the informal ones is just so that people don't only put down the formal achievements. I think a lot of the time yeah, yeah. Uh, people might think, oh, I haven't achieved anything great. But um, like there was one friend who I took through this who even though he hadn't achieved anything great he'd actually overcome a lot and so it was that stuff that he right. was quite proud of yep. um, and so that's that's where the informal things can come in and they can offer some 
quite some unique insights. But then there are a lot of people who have these um, formal achievements and there's a lot of them and it's like, well, then there's, there's definitely something there, right? So you want to explore that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so when you've got these, these different areas of your life and some achievements within those, either that formal or informal, you want to go back and look through all of them. And what we notice is that there's always a pattern or something similar. You can actually start grouping them into themes. Mm -hmm. So you take these achievements out, you, you're no longer categorizing them in the areas of life. You start moving them into, like you make up a category based on what you see. And you usually get a, a couple of unrelated ones. And then there's like a dominant pattern of something that's very similar. So for me, when I looked at them, there were the things like the rowing and the, you know, the commitment to staying in it and uh, things like that. But the thing that popped up in all these different areas was uh, coming up with uh, new ideas, basically, is what I would categorize that one theme as. And so what you want to do is you want to look for a theme. So another example um, with another client I was helping, it was his ability to learn things quickly. And actually quite, quite funny, like every time he had actually finished learning something and got bored and quit and then would go on to the next thing. And so he wanted to learn right. for purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like, well, actually the ability to learn is kind of what you're very interested in. Uh, and so he's helping people out with that now. Um, and now he can stay committed to that because it's kind of on that theme. Right. Um, and so you want to look for that theme. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. And then once you've got that thing, and not all of your achievements are going to fit into, uh, into this thing, it's, but there's going to be like a large you know, quantity of these, uh, these, these kinds of achievements. You want to put these achievements out on a timeline and it doesn't have to be exact, but you're just basically putting it in a sequence of, you know, when was the first one? When was the, the most recent one? Uh, and if it's kind of something throughout, like if you say like I have a good um, connection with my family or something like that, which there's no kind of start or end date, you know, you can just put it like maybe more towards the end, the inside of it, um, and just kind of put it in a, in a rough sequence. So there's no hard rule there. Um, and then what you want to do after that is while keeping it in that same sequence, you want to raise them up based on their impact. So you've got a timeline. Now you're, now you're moving some of these, these goals up. So a good, good tip here would be to write out all of your achievements on post-its. Okay. Uh, and then you just move them up based on the impact. And then we've got sort of time on one axis and impact on the other. Oh yeah, I got you. Yep. Yeah. And so what you'll notice at this point is that there's like a, there's a, an upwards trend most of the time, or there's some sort of an upwards trend because yeah. as, as you're progressing in life, you, you likely to have higher impact, uh, achievements as you go, but it ends at the current, you know, where you currently are. Yep. Yeah. However, at this point, if you just draw a line out oh. and you think, well, okay. what a, what a, now we're, now we're looking at how we can use our, our past achievements to create future goals, right? So we're, we're like a trend line, a trend line. Gotcha. And, it's, ah, interesting. and the, the achievements you create, if they are in the same theme of that 
of, of those achievements, it's very likely to be something that you're going to feel happy with if you achieve it. Yep. And because we went back right back through to like even primary school or, uh, you know, school, you've got, a you've got a trend there that is very, it's very likely to continue in the future. Yep. So we've kind of found this trend, which, uh, and you know, it, it, it's almost unavoidable. Like if you tried to avoid achieving anything within this theme, you're almost just going to come back to it. Like you can yeah, yeah, back yeah. to it. Yeah. So rather than sort of trying to fight that, it's, it's like, that's kind of where, what you're naturally motivated to do. Yeah. So let's create goals along that theme. Now the key here is, uh, you don't stop. So you just keep creating goals up until your final goal should be like, if you achieve this, uh, you'd be as famous as Einstein. And, and right. the reason you do that is because it's much easier to find your life purpose from a, a very extreme goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rather right. than like a little goal that might be like in two years, I want to do this. Then the what? purpose behind it's not as evident, but it really sticks out when you get a high level goal. Yep. Um, Oh, a very highly ambitious goal. It's very easy to ex extract your purpose from there. And so you can just ask, well, why do I want to achieve this? And that gives you a kind of like a, a life direction, kind of a scope of goals to achieve throughout life. And obviously you can just go as far as you want. With yeah. Yeah. Um, and it also gives you a reason why you're sort of doing that. So that's, that's the basic, uh, process. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's, that's a good overview. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so back to back to stories, uh, you don't have to give the whole start and end story, but do you have any sort of uh, standout breakthroughs or, or interesting clips or anecdotes, so to speak, from from some of the people you've helped with this? Um, yeah, sure. So um, one of the, the people I've helped uh, recently, Amy, she is um, into uh, horse riding. Yep. And she's traveling Europe at the moment. And so uh, did some things with her and we found that her goal was, uh, was basically putting herself into, uh, these kind of irreversible, um, commitments to try and achieve something that was almost scary. Like she kind of feels more alive when she's sort of trying to achieve something that's, that's scary. Okay. And so her next, her next, uh, goal sort of along that along that path is to actually do a TED talk and she's, she's a very, um, uh, she doesn't like public speaking at all. Okay. All right. right. So, so this is, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. A, a, a big thing for her. Um, and basically, uh, I, I've got full permission now to, uh, uh, basically just blackmail her into doing it. So <laughs> one of the things she talks about is, um, is, is peer pressure and often we get peer pressured to, uh, do maybe things that aren't productive. And so she's kind of almost advocating this kind of like a positive peer pressure kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah, right. like yep. peer pressuring your friends to go to the gym or do this or that, you know, yep. like improving using peer pressure in that way. So I thought that was quite cool. Um, Al Alistair, he's, he's now coaching people in how to learn quickly. Okay. And I think that's really cool. Um, so I was sort of talking about him earlier and so he's, he's found that really good. It allows him to stay focused on, uh, you know, the learning side of it because he's always helping people that are learning. So he never gets, he'll get bored past that point. So it's always, you know, it's, it's always that. 
Oh, cool, yeah. Um, and yes, it's very interesting, even uh, with him, it's almost like he picked up on the process quite quickly when we're going through it. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> when, I, when I came up with the process, ironically, my the, the thing that I feel most connected to is like, you know, goals around creating something new or coming up with a new idea. And I was like, oh, it's kind of, uh, you know, self-evident. Yep. Yeah. And we, we see this a lot. Like, it's not just, um, it's not like anyone who hasn't done this process uh, doesn't do that. Like, if you look at someone like, uh, I like to use Stan Lee as an example, because I like superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people don't... So for anyone who don't, doesn't know? Oh, yeah. So Stan Lee uh, is the, uh, I guess, the founder of Marvel and the whole Marvel universe so all the superheroes things like iron man spider-man uh thor all of those um uh, like we don't have we don't have uh well how would you say this we we are we don't create new goals we just create more extreme versions of our past achievements more often than not oh okay and so Every goal that you create isn't necessarily new. There's like an underlying pattern, underlying theme that's similar. And so if you look at Stan Lee, it's like, well, let's say his first goal was to create a superhero, a guy called Spider-Man that shoots webs and things like that. Was that his first one out of interest? It was the one that he did right before he sort of blew up. I don't know if Iron Man was first. Um, but but Spider-Man put him on the, put him on the, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Yeah. And yeah. It, it was, it was right before I think he was about to, uh, give up on it and everything too. Oh, okay. And, uh, yep. Yeah. It was, so that, that's, that's quite interesting. And so we could say like creating a superhero that people want to read about is maybe like his first goal. Yep. And then it's like a full comic and then it's like a range of comics and then it's like a movie and then it's like a whole lot of movies and then a series of merchandise and everything. And now are they, are they the biggest grossest movement? This is the biggest grossing movies of all time. I think maybe. Yeah. Oh, or franchise at least biggest grossing overall franchise or right. something i think yeah that would surprise me because yeah. it's a series eh? you like series and movies and everything yeah but yeah you can see that there's uh these the progression of these goals is along that same theme and so that's what we're looking to get people to do it's like what are the past achievements that you feel most personally connected to where is that theme across all of them and then how can you create more goals like that that are that are harder to achieve. Right. And you kind of, you know, step your way up. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. All right. So before, before we get into the, the last, the last bit, well, where are we asking for some, some sort of no fail first steps or what people yeah. can take away now? Is there anything I haven't asked? Um, is there anything, anything you can think of that would be good to share that I haven't sort of mm -hmm. prompted? Um, No, I think that's, uh, that's, that's kind of a, that's, that's the sort of the process behind it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, I'd say that's kind of cool. most of it. No, that's think, fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I, I think the angle that this takes is it's like a, uh, a critical thinking angle to discovering your life purpose. And it kind of takes the emotion out of it. But the, the good thing about it is you're not fully taking the emotion out of it. You're just using logic to sort of better understand what you feel more connected to or you know yep. because you are writing down the achievements that that feel best to you yep. so the feeling's still there but because our feelings change over time it's not a good idea to rely on our feelings to uh you know create goals because our feelings could change and then we're not in yep. line with them so by identifying that pattern 
you're, you, you know you're, you're creating a goal that you're very likely to feel uh, connected to for the future. Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right, so there we are. I will lead to my, my final question here. Yeah. So listeners here, Sherman, um, they, they want to they you know, do something this afternoon or whenever this weekend, something something to get started, something small. What, what do you reckon is the best, most tangible way to get started or, or just a single step even they can just do to mm. To, mm. to get some benefit of this yeah I, i'd say the 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 best way to get started would be to you know write down these different areas of your life as a start have a think about them um make them relatively different i mean if you've if you've uh, studied in one place and studied in another place you might just summarize that as study right and then you've just put all of your achievements uh, underneath that. And then, yeah, the next step would be to just think about um, what you feel most proud about in each one of those areas. Mm -hmm. And then just get down, I think getting down as many of them as possible will help a theme pop up. It'll become more evident. Yep. But you can sort of keep doing it until you find a similarity. So that that's probably the first thing is, is trying to find what your theme is. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for just a, a quick way to do this, then if you get that theme, that's almost like, you know, all, all you'd need is a basic overview for your purpose. Right, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. Cool, all right. Is that the kind of thing you'd sit down and do or you'd sort of have a running note that you work on over a week or is everyone different? Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say, like for me, I, I sat down and did it. Yep. Um, and I've, with everyone else I've done it with, I've just, we've sat down and we've, we've done it in, in one session. Okay. Um, you know, if you take your time with it, uh, some other things might come to mind, you know, while you're in the shower and all that. Is, yeah, is yeah, there. yep. Uh, so that's, that's, yeah, you could sort of have, I guess, you know, put a week aside to think about it, um, write down a couple of notes. Um, yeah, and good to do it on post-its because when it comes to the next steps, you can always move Blizz, things around and and stuff. Like that. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, that's awesome. Oh, it's, it's always exciting to see different I suppose a different use for the building blocks of, of the, the cause and effect tools that we they use in BBIT. Yeah, different yeah purpose de for it. definitely, definitely. And yeah, BBIT definitely come in very helpful, uh, you know, when it comes to developing these solutions. And, you know, it's allowed me to get out and to, to coach people and to, um, you know, really help people with solutions. So, um, you know, it's amazing. Really, really like the tools. Yeah, yeah awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for your time, and uh, yeah, everybody listening. I hope you hope you got a lot out of this, and go and have a go at uh, finding the the theme for for your purpose. It's, it's great. Cool. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Jared. Cheers. Bye.